Did you hear about the actor who broke his leg on stage? No, what happened about the actor who broke his leg on stage, man? Uh, well, he's still in the cast, Mark. <laughs> Hello, Mark, and uh, welcome to one of these one of those weeks. Good evening, Mark, and welcome back. Hi, Ben. You all right? Yes. Um, apologies for the delay. I, I, I did send that message. I don't know what's happening with WhatsApp. <laughs> no, I have no idea. It, it literally, just, I look now and it's just pinged. I thought, that's interesting. That went over nearly an hour ago. I don't know. I'll give up. I, I walk out of my house and I'm getting a little bit frustrated with my uh, telephone supplier. I shan't name who, but it's good for the air that you breathe. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, and I walk out literally 50 yards up the road and I get 5G. Walk back into my house, zero. Absolutely nothing at all. Not even one bar, not even 3G, nothing whatsoever. No, it's so frustrating. <sighs> so annoying. And I've got Wi-Fi calling enabled on the phone. And I got a little message the other day from my supplier saying, we've turned Wi-Fi calling off. Well, what have they turned that off for? Because that's the only feature I went and swapped with them for because of that feature. No, we've turned it off. So I phoned them up. No, we haven't turned it off. I said, well, I've got, why did I get the message? Well, uh, I don't know. A few people have said they've had this random message. Yeah, well, why have I got it? We don't know. Well, can you turn me Wi-Fi calling back on? Well, it is on. Well, it's not working. Oh, for God's sake. So I've gone through all sorts. So I've, I've been throwing my phone around and bashing it and one thing or another. So and then it's sort of started working and then it stops again and it just decides what it wants to do when it wants to do it. But anyway. Switch. Switched. I'm all right, Mark. Um, it's been... <coughs> I do excuse me. Hello to all our listeners. Um, I do apologise for the, um, br- the break in between shows. I've not been very well. I'm... But you're back in the cast. I'm back in the cast. I've, I've literally only... Um, I got home from work last Thursday. My, I was deteriorating rapidly last week. But me being a typical bloke, oh, I'll just get, you know, I'll just carry on with it and just go to work. And um, I got to work Thursday. Uh, my body temperature drops rapidly and I, I'm shivering. I'm sat at, I'm sat at work shivering. Um, and... In the 20-odd degree heat. Yeah, we, we, uh, precisely. It was so hot outside and I was shivering. You know there's something wrong with you mm. when when you, that's happening. So anyway, the day went on and I pro- progressively got worse. And then um, I got home and I, I had a shower and I could not get warm up at all. Anything I did, I couldn't get warm. Um, and... I just deteriorated from there. Um, I, I slept down on the settee because I didn't want to wake my son with my my, my cough was horrendous. Um, and then Friday morning, I didn't go to work. Obviously, wasn't very well. And it was my girlfriend who forced me to go to the doctors. I wasn't going to go. I was just going to sleep and just get over it. But thank God to her because I was poorly. Um, 
and then they prescribe me with antibiotics, and I'm I'm on the mend now. I'm um, good. Good. It's and it's just been one of those. <laughs> it has been one of those weeks, Mark, where <laughs> we were supposed to record Tuesday night, Mark, weren't we? we were, and yeah. I do apologise to you because I, no, I, you had the house to yourself. You said, and I thought, all right, we'll have a good one now. And I, I don't know what happened. Um, and it was at the peak of all the news happening, and I was going to give you a little. <laughs> little sort of heads up and who I reckoned was the BBC presenter. <coughs> well, we and, well, and, we and it would have been a coup because because I, I said I was going to say to you I think it's a male newsreader and he is uh, is or his initials. But there you go, and I was right. Well, we 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 can travel back in time, Mark, a little bit, and Number we can ha- we can have that little bit of a now. My my guess was, and I was praying. I don't like the man. I think he's so sanctimonious, and I think he's ever started since he started putting. I think people who are in in a position of well, not power, but um, like a celebrity status, they should keep their. Um, I was hoping it'd be Gary Lineker. <laughs> Gary Lineker. <laughs> nice. I just don't yeah. like. I just don't like Gary Lineker. Well, the, well, in the frame was uh, Nicky Campbell, Jeremy Vine, Gary Lineker, and a couple of others, weren't there? So, and I don't uh, like Jeremy Vine either. So. No, um, it's uh, I don't know that I don't know them. I'm afraid I don't know any of them. But uh, their 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 public presence and personality I don't like. As for a person, I, I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, as for their persona online and on TV, they don't do anything for me, I'm afraid. But yes, um, well, there you go, Hugh Edwards. I know. And, uh, I, I was actually... and now, and now we're supposed to feel sorry for him because he's now in hospital, uh, gaining psychiatric help for his condition. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Which Mark, I think most just... most rapists will probably say the same thing. You know, we're, we're sorry about that. We didn't mean to. But what tittled me, I don't know if you saw it, it was when he, he said he didn't know anything of this until he was suspended the other week. I thought, what? The family brought this up in May. You, you, and you've been doing it for several years. What do you mean you don't know anything about this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Come I, on. I think the entire entirety of the BBC is riddled with it and ITV. And is, yeah. did you see Elton John's comments the other month? Oh yeah, gaining sympathy for him and Schofield. I'm, about I'm it sorry, it's a homophobic not... thing. And I thought, no, it's not homophobic. It's <laughs> if not you homophobic. go after young children, that is paedophilia. Then there's no other word for it. Correct. You're a paedophile. Correct. Um, Absolutely correct. And Hugh Edwards is only doing what he's doing now because he's been caught out. Of course he is. If he hadn't, been, well, he phoned the kid up and said, "What do you think you're doing? You need to stop it. Why would he need to stop it if there's nothing wrong? What does he need to stop if he's not doing anything wrong? What is it that you're embarrassed about if he's doing something wrong? What is going to upset you? I mean, well, of I, course, he was doing something wrong, and that's why he wanted him to stop it because he was going to get caught out. It's 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 another it's another anchor of the BBC with a silent W. Um, correct. And the same for ITV. It's all these. It's Jimmy Savile all over again. Well, I think the reason. This is my opinion. Why I think the, the BBC dragged their feet from May, 
is they were trying to batten down the hatches and find out who else was going to be linked with this as fast as possible. They were trying to, you know, because it's it's that sort of thing, isn't it? It's like a hand grenade going off. And who else is going to be caught in the crossfire? Who else is going to be guilty? And as you say, it's riddled with them. And I really do think it is riddled with them in the BBC. And the sooner they get this thing sorted and we stop paying for the licence fee and one thing or another, I think the better. I, I 100% agree with you, Mark. I, I would happily cancel my bloody TV. I'm so mad about it. And if I sit here, another celebrity, another famous face, come out and say, oh, it's homophobic, I will yeah. cut that. I will cut that bloody celebrity or actor, whatever, out of my existence. I will not support them in any shape or form. They are trying to normalise paedophilia, Mark. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's wrong. It is totally and, and totally I will wrong. Not, I will not stand for it. And anybody that wants to fall out with me and say, oh, well, go and fall out with me. I, I, <laughs> I don't need your friendship. If you support paedophilia as well, do one. Absolutely yeah. do one. I can't be doing with it. But, yeah. But, yes, I, he's, he's now classing his, his wife's... I thought that was hilarious. His wife's come out and, and said it for him, hasn't she? She's, she's come out and said, oh, he's in hospital now again and having support. What, I didn't know you went to hospital for that. I thought you went for special counselling and things like that. Why is he using NHS hospital for... That we're paying that for. We're paying for a paedophile... Uh, 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 nonce. I'm sorry. That's what he is. <laughs> Well, I don't know how old is how old is the. Uh, I probably shouldn't say those words because I I'm not fully privy. Not PC that isn't Ben. No, no, I do apologise, but um, I'm mad about it. Um, and how old is the other chap? That's... We don't know. It's a chap. It was a. It's a young person. Right. The other young person started off when it started when he was seventeen. Now the the bizarre thing is. This is where it gets weird, and this is where the law is stupid, isn't it, really? Because at 16, that young person could have been married and having children, uh, and one thing or another. Um, they're not old enough to vote, but they're old enough to get married and procreate and start a family. Uh, and yet, in the eyes of the law, when they come to taking uh, sexually explicit photographs and putting them on the line and one thing or another, they have to be 18, and obviously this young person was only 17 when requested, so therefore Hugh Edwards has broken the law, but the police didn't see any cases of pro progressing with that. And I thought, again, why? Why not? So, Go after him. Get... Go after him and sort him out. I mean, I can't feel sorry for the guy. He's paid over £400,000 a year. Exactly. And he's offering £35,000 a picture... Well, he's been he's been offering up to it, hasn't he? But he's been paying this over several years now. This this sort of money over three years, he's been paying the money. It's total thirty five thousand over three years. But the young person, and this is why the parents have got upset, is the young person has a drug addiction, and the uh, the parents have got really concerned about it, and they are the ones who raised it. Uh, to the BBC and said we're not happy with this when they, they went originally to the police I believe uh, they did go to the police in the first instance because I thought that I thought, well, that's a bit strange just going to the BBC why wouldn't you raise it with the police and apparently they did and the police said there's not really we haven't got any evidence that we can carry this on further furthermore so that's when they then resorted to going to the BBC in July and saying this needs to stop and uh Lo and behold, it carried on. And uh, then he starts contacting the young person saying, you need to stop this, you need to stop this. And the young person said, it's nothing to do with me. It's it's my parents, it's my mother that's contacted. 
So that's how it all snowballed. And now apparently another two young people have come out, haven't they? So he's done the same with him, with them. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mark, I've, I've been a bit behind the news this week. I've, uh, I haven't seen the fallout from the original. Yeah, another two people have come out after this, and so and again, it's a little bit like it takes one brave person to come out and stand up against these. Tyrants. I don't know if you've watched this. Have you ever? Have you watched the Jimmy Savile documentary on Netflix? It I, is. I've oh, seen, it, I've seen the stomach. I've seen the first episode. And I, I, it was that disgusting. I couldn't. Um... I, I watched it all, be, only because I was a young kid when he was doing this, and I used to think, I used to watch Jimmy Jim will fix it, and I thought, oh yeah, I would love to do this, that, and the other. Yeah, I wonder if he could do that for me and fix that for me, and completely through a child's eyes of innocence. Yeah. And when you watch this, he was, and he was King Jimmy, is what he called himself. And he said he is untouchable, and whatever you say, nobody will believe you because I am King Jimmy. And that is when it starts. It's just repulsive. And in that documentary, he goes off and he starts it. And you'll see him. He puts his arm around uh, Prince Philip, and they jump into the Rolls Royce. He puts him in there, and he drives off with Philip in the Rolls Royce yeah. with the security team standing there thinking, what's just gone on? Where's he going? And and that's why he was untouchable because he's mixing with royalty. And as soon as that happens, and he's in the BBC, it's it just it's like oh fungus, it's like roots spreading yeah. through everything. And Absolutely everything, infested in everything. It is. Yeah. I think I think I mean I'm uh, you're an actor, Mark. I'm I'm a writer, director, you're also a writer. I love creating, I love writing. Um and I, I hope to get involved. But this is, I don't know how you feel. But this is all putting me off. Mm. I, I would write about it. I would write about it. And I think I would exploit it and, and, and tell the truth. And really, I think it needs more publicity. I think it needs more explaining. I think more people need to know about it. And I think more people need to get their young children off the bloody internet and off the off the phones and God knows whatever else and get them back to a life where they, they speak to their children and have games around the table, board games. I, Stop. I, I know it sounds old-fashioned, it sounds an old fashioned, but I'm sorry, but the no, internet I, was created for good and at the moment it's doing a lot of evil. It is doing a lot of evil and I think there's a lot of evil intent um, from the higher powers that be. And I think we're in the middle of a battle, literally a battle between good and evil now that's targeting our children. Um, basically, they're taking the children away, doing all whatever. But this thing with Hugh Edwards now, I can't, I can't see the BBC going forward. I can't. No. But it gets me. How could, how could the guy sit there and report on cases that he has done of paedophilia and things like that, and no, and just sit there barefaced and just read that out as a piece of news to say, oh, this guy's been arrested, and blah blah blah. When behind the scenes, he's no better than they are. I, I, that's what I don't get. I, I think if I'd done something, I'd recoil. <laughs> I think, yeah, me physically recoil as I read that out and think, oh shit, I'm, yeah. I'm involved in something like that. I hope they don't catch me. And not that I am. Not that I am. I'll just recount that I am not. <laughs> I've but, been I've been quite lucky and blessed this week because had I not been busy, my mind's been um, taken off 
the news and because obviously the family this week and uh, yeah, it's been my, my girlfriend's birthday um so i've been lucky uh, because it's i don't like i don't like um watching it i don't like hearing about it um obviously my i've always been against you know it's wrong anyway but against it but obviously since i've had my own child um i've got it to protector mode, I've gone into father. But you mode. will do as soon as you become a parent. Yes, you certainly do. You know, and it's uh, it's and it's like uh, it, all the entertainment. I had a massive argument with my stepdad um, at the weekend that sixty percent of the entertainment is riddled with um, evil stuff, mm. especially the music industry is. Riddle. Well, Kevin Spacey, isn't he? He's now at the old. He's now in court, and yeah, they were listening to his testimonials, and but it's all these young boys. He didn't realise he'd done anything wrong with them. They hadn't done anything wrong, and what was what are people complaining about? He doesn't understand it. But it's these all young this, boys knew what was going on. Yeah, and it's all this subliminal messaging that big corporations are pumping out. And you see it, you watch, you watch it, especially this, this, this really up to date stuff. You think, I don't want my kid watching that. Uh, I don't want him being told he has to be this way to be accepted. I'm, I'm not having it. <laughs> he will choose what he wants to be. Yeah. And I'm not having some corporation, some corporate woke strategist tell my son through a bloody telly of what he is going to be. That's what I say. It all needs to go. It needs to go. And we need to get back to good old-fashioned parenting, one-on-one play game. It's uh, The NSPCC had a a, a saying that the the family that plays together stays together. Uh, Yeah. And it's it's true. It is true. You know, you you play board games, you get involved in your child's uh, education and one thing or another, and it holds you together as a unit. It really does. Once you start losing that interest and people go off and that's that's when it happens. That's when family, families splinter and, and fall apart. And it, yeah. And it's tonight, prime example, Charlie. Well, yesterday my girlfriend and I we were, my um, my sister and her partner came round, they looked after um our son for the first time in two years, Mark. First you time had a night years. out, you had a date night. We had a date night, it was it was lovely. It it was nice to be back. And um, with t- today, we've played with him. Uh, the big cushions on the back of our settee come off, and I've I've, I've thrown the my son's thrown them on the floor, and he's sat on them. And you know, like the buckaroo, where you, you have to yeah. sit on it. So he's been sitting on it. I've been shaking him about, see how long he can stay on for. And he's laughed. He laughed the whole time. <coughs> Excuse me, and. Uh, and I think those special moments are what missing are what is missing mm. in most family life. But Mark, I think that the family unit has been targeted. the The atomic family unit, the mother, father, s- siblings, children, grandfather, grandma. It's all been targeted because if you look at it. Oh, it's okay to get divorced. It's okay to raise your kid on your own. Don't need, don't need dad. Don't need this. It's been, it's been targeted and structurally weakened over the years, over the last, especially the last twenty years. 
and now yeah, it is interesting because I did a thing um, when I can remember going back many many years. Obviously, when I was at school, um, there was a lad in our form, and his mum left, and it was like, whoa, what you know? And he was the only person in a group of thirty odd kids whose family had separated. And it was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so you're with your dad then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. When do you see him? Well, we, we don't. And we were all sort of quite amazed about that. And it, and this, it, it's, I, I know it sounds very naive and it sounds a bit stupid, but that's what it was like. We, we actually did feel very, he was, uh, it was like peculiar, the fact that he was now just with, living with his dad and his sister as well with, with the dad. And not long ago, we were doing something about family unit at school when I was teaching. And I just happened to ask the, the, the students in the class, I said, right, OK, we're family. Unit. How many parents, uh, how many students in here have got there? Because it was a specific set of questions I had to ask. And that yeah. I said, how, how many of you have got um, your parents uh, are still together as of now? And you're at the age of 11, 12 or whatever. Uh, and about four people put their hands up out of a class of 30. It's so sad. It, and it's I thought, so... well, that is a real sign of the times now that, that the other 26 were now either they had stepdad, stepmums, uh, or just with the mum or just with the dad. Uh, and, yeah, it was quite indicative. Now, I don't know what's changed. I don't know why. Has it become easier to get married and divorced? Do people not care? Is think, the family I, I think, I, I not think, that strong? Is it I not think, important? I think, personally... The messages that have been put out through media, through the news, through whatever families watch, listen to, see—I think it's all been done on purpose, Mark. I, well, I think you, I think you can see it when you watch a film, and, and this is what I say with the kids: uh, when if you watch the film, and um, for example, we'll use Terminator. When that first came out, Terminator was an eighteen. When it first, was first released with Arnie, it was an 18. There was a couple of swear words in it, and it was violent. Yeah. The last Terminator that came out was the 12A. And it's actually more graphically violent and more language in it, sort of nasty, uh, malicious language in it, than there was in the first Terminator. Now, I think the trouble is that kids have seen all this, and they watch everything, and they have become desensitised. Yes, correct, and that that that's going to lead me nicely on to st- sticking with the same subject matter. Um, I haven't been to see the new Indiana Jones film. Now, no. for, for one, I don't. I'm not particularly fussed. I love Harrison Ford, but I'm not particularly fussed about seeing an 80, 80 year old run around with a whip. Um, <laughs> I will see. I, that's I will another see. one of those perversions, isn't it? That. <laughs> it just sound a bit wrong. <laughs> I will watch it when it comes on Disney Plus. But going to Disney Plus, their C- uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger has um, blamed oversaturation of movies, TV, uh, music for people's lack of interest in new material. Well, they're supposed to be pulling back, aren't they, Disney? They're they're now withdrawing from the production of Marvel and um, Star Wars. They're actually pulling back because they've oversaturated, they reckon, in the last couple of years now. They've oversaturated the market with Marvel and and Star Wars. And it's it's, um, 
and it's taken someone that's probably paid what? What would you say, Bob Iger's paying Mark? Oh God, millions. Millions, millions. He's a, he's a billionaire. Millions of pounds, millions of dollars a year to to say that they've oversaturated the market, and like you just said, they're pulling back. I could have told them that for a hundred quid. Yeah. Or a PS5. I could have told them that. Now, hats off to Barbara Rockley because she has taken it. I get I get really annoyed with Barbara Rockley because I think they're sat on a gold mine of the James Bond franchise. And especially and now, I don't know if this was part Daniel Craig's fault, part Brockley's fault with how slow they are at releasing the films. But then I look back and think, well, I'm glad they took their time because you look at Marvel. Yeah. And look at Star Wars. I think it's quite nice. Yeah, I think it's nice that they take that because you you relish the fact that, oh, there's a new James Bond coming out, but it won't be released for another 18 months or two years. Yeah. And, it, and it's that excitement, that build-up. I mean, look how excited we were for the build-up for it when it was supposed to be re-released and then there was COVID. And it yeah. got shelved till the November, and then it got shelved again for the release. So, you know, and everybody's oh, the anticipation was was built, and it, yeah, it's fantastic. That's what it should be. You should wait. Yeah. But it, again, it's it. This goes back, though, Ben. I mean, when I was a kid, three channels. That's all I had. Yeah. And if I watched a program this week and it was the next part, I had to wait till next week to watch it, and hopefully try and remember what had happened when the when the episode two came on. Exactly. You don't exactly. have that nowadays. There's no, you get what you want when you want it, and that's that is that's problem society. I think I yeah. want it, and I want it now, and I'm not going to wait. I want it now. Why can't I have it now? Well, look at look at Tim. I mean, I'm I, I I've just started my pitch deck for my um for my sitcom, the huge the huge Montana. I'm going to say the title of it, the huge Montana. I, I'm starting the pitch deck because I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it. Um, but I'm I, I'm sat doing my pitch deck. I'm watching only fools and horses. I mean, look look at all that new content that they're pumping out, trying to turn you into a zombie. And I, and I'm sat watching a, nearly a forty year old sitcom. Yeah, but it, but it's classic. It's classic comedy. It's classic timing. Yeah, and it's, that's what I don't. I I I. I, I, I I, I presume you've read the um, up latest version of the draft, Mark, that I sent I don't know if you have or not. You've not but sent it me yet. I haven't. I've, I've had the, I've had these, the, the only the second one. I've not I've not had the new one where you've said you've changed it. You've not sent me no, that one I thought, yet. I do, honestly, no. Mark, I do apologise. My brain has been... I, I will send it tonight. I, I do. But anyway, my writing style... I, I take I took a lot from John Sullivan. Um so there's a lot in, in my writing that's from sitcoms such as Fools and Horses and Keeping Up Appearances because they were the last great classics. Now I you've heard, obviously in the UK for our overseas listeners, um we've got a streaming service called ITVX Mark, haven't we? That's just yeah. that's launched this last year. And they've started crying out for comedy. I do believe comedy's on the way back. Yeah, and good. Good comedy there. Yeah. 
that's the thing. I mean, I, <laughs> I've just watched. Uh, have you seen the life of Brian? The clip in the life of Brian. I don't know whether it, if I played it on here, would we be able to hear it? Do you think? Um, I don't know if I get. Um, what's it, Mark? I think I. I don't know about the rights and that. To be honest with you. Well, it's on YouTube. It's on general. Yeah, I think you'd be. I think you'd be all right. Yeah, Availability, play it. isn't it? Play yeah. It. I don't know whether I don't know whether it comes out though. Does it? Will, will you be able to hear this? Well, we we, we can only but try. Let's have a listen. See if I can get it to work. <coughs> Just waiting for it to play. Oh, it is playing. You can't hear it then. So, I <laughs> I got Mark. What what's it called? It's the it's the uh, it's Monty Python's Life of Brian, and it's I want to be a woman. He wants to be recognised as a woman. Oh, I've mm -hmm. I, I've seen the clip. Um, I listened yeah. to um, Verdict with Ted Cruz podcast, and they played it. They played that clip, and that's forty years ago. <coughs> they created that and wrote that, which is incredible, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, let's go on. Because otherwise we are we're getting on a rant here. This is this is I mean the wine's going down quite nice. I've got a nice bottle of wine here, <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I did one of those. Um, well, it was a lucky dip. You order a lucky dip, and I ain't got a clue what was in there. And the worst bottle is what I'm drinking now because I thought, well, I'll start off with the worst and go best. And this is the one that didn't get very good reviews, and a bit, and it's fantastic. So, all I'm thinking is, when I get to the ones that have got good reviews, they're going to be amazing. They're going to be fantastic, aren't they? They are, and I, I've paid next to nothing for twelve bottles. I think they've come in at just at about six pounds something a bottle. Wow. that wow. might sound extravagant, but when you think that that a bottle, one bottle will last me three or four days then you know it's it's not expensive when you go out you, you can have a glass of wine and it costs you five quid isn't it, for a glass of wine yeah well i don't so, drink i don't drink wine Mark, so i won't know well i don't i don't, I don't <laughs> tend not to drink much beer nowadays because i can't so I, I do tend to drink wine I, I will have the occasional uh craft beer if it's a nice beer and it's, and it's a dark beer I, I do like that but I, I tend to drink red wine now which seems to be the only thing that my poor old prostate doesn't be aggravated by but you watch just be my bloody luck it'll suddenly flare up against it and that'll be it then i can't drink anything but <laughs> it has well, limited by alcohol intake well speaking of celebrations drinking wine and beer um i on shoot i told you of a previous podcast Mark, i applied for a new job in, in you did yes in yeah. this in the same field um but it's a promotion. Yeah, excuse if, the pun there. In the same foot. Yeah, go on. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and um, I emailed out of curiosity because it had been a while since I'd, I'd heard from the club. And I emailed them and um, I wasn't expecting anything back. And the club manager emailed me, um, we're going to pencil you in for an interview on Tuesday of this week coming at half past 12. Excellent. So, um, Fingers yeah. and toes crossed. Then absolutely everything crossed. Um, I, I, I feel ready for it, and it's going to be a challenge. Well, everything, every part of life is a challenge, but I'd say I'll, that's, that's what makes it fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take it in my stride. So yeah. um, I, I am looking forward to the interview. Uh, so yes, but the I'll thing is, you, you've got a job now. That's always the best way. You've got a job. If you get it, fantastic. If you don't, well, I've still got the job that I've got to go to. So yeah, and um, my boss has actually said if 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 you don't succeed, 
in the interview, you can come back to me and we can sit down and look at where you went wrong and see how that's how he's a really good boss to be fair. That's true. Yeah, that's very fair, isn't it? Yeah. And um he he pushed me for the interview he pushed me for the position. Because Not that's to what... get rid of you then, is he? Well <laughs> no, I, I, it, like he said he I've been in the trade over twenty years, Mark, and you know, he, like he said to me, if you don't take this now, Ben, you you'll end up you'll end up sixty odd, and you'll you'll have just been an assistant greenkeeper all your life. Yeah. So, um, and obviously the financial benefits for my young family. Well, well, it's closer to home, isn't it? That's the main thing. So. Yeah, it's five That's minutes. Trouble. It's yeah. literally five minutes. Absolutely, and, and and if Charlotte, my girlfriend, needs a car, she can come and on the bus and pick it up. So it's 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 it's, it's a win win all round, really. Yeah. And um, did you celebrate a certain puppet this week? No, what was that? It was International Captain Scarlet Day. Oh, was it? Oh man, I missed that. Uh, I missed it. I unfortunately missed it because it's been just such a. It's been so mad. Captain Scarlet Day. I think it was the tenth of July. Um, Well, his birthday is seventeenth of December. You know. Yes. He's actually born. uh, I think it's seventeenth of December, twenty twenty-eight, or somewhere like that. Yeah, I think he's he's not far off from being born, is he? Actually. Yeah. Uh, When I'm seventy, he'll be. It's his birthday. But um, yes, the. um, I was so excited about that as a kid that Captain Scarlet shared the same birthday as me. So (laughs) sad. Him him and Tommy Steele with a little white ball. I love Captain Scarlet. I I hope my son gets into it because. I grew up on Captain. Well, Scarlet. get him into the original, the Super Marination. Don't Abs- don't don't get the you know the the new ones. Get the no rubbish. Ones. New yeah. ones are absolute rubbish. But the original. Start him off at the beginning though. Start him off with Fireball XL five. You see, I You've could never. I, I I like Stingray. I like Thunderbirds. And uh, but uh, Captain Scarlet. Oh, was the, the best. Is the best, yeah. and um, I remembered it was Captain Scarlet Day. And I looked on YouTube for any celebrations, and there was this um, guy that worked for JerryAnderson.com, and they did a little live stream with, a, no. with like a huge fan. It's like biggest fan. He got all the merchandise, the whole lot, and they sat down. They had quizzes. They talked about the favorite episodes, and it it was an hour and a half mark of pure geekism, of pure <laughs> heaven. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, I love Captain Scarlet, but uh, and the Mistrons. Yes. Anyway, so have you heard the volcano? It's been erupting in Iceland, doesn't it? Near Reykjavik. Has it erupted again? That that yeah, one. That, yeah. that one long ago was it? No, it's twenty miles from the capital, and it's the second time in twelve months that this volcano has gone off. But so far, it's it's not caused any major concern or damage. No disruption to flights or anything yet. But you want to see the photographs. Go and look at the photographs. And they've told people, um, officials have said, please don't go near because there are high levels of dangerous gases and things like that. And there are still people walking about filming it. And God knows, it's so unbelievable. You know, there's this liquid molten rock flowing towards them. People standing there filming it. But there you go. It's I'm just so looking funny. on. Uh, I'm just looking on images on Google. Mark, it looks. It looks like. Um, it looks like you and live twice opening secret. It does, doesn't it? It's absolutely stunning. 
Uh, and I, it's one place. A friend of mine went. Uh, I think about well, just before COVID, he went to Iceland, and I was supposed to go with him, and I don't know, I, I didn't go. And all the time, he kept saying, "Oh, Mark, if Mark had been here, he'd love this, taking photographs of everything." And it's supposed to be stunning, and I would love to go uh, and get some images and what have you. But whilst they're having eruptions in Iceland, uh, we've got deadly flash floods happening in northern India, aren't we? And the death tolls rising and heavy rainfall. We think we've had rain here, and it has. It's not stopped raining all day where we are here. Yeah, same had... here. It's absolutely. Well, when I left work this afternoon, luckily I was in the tractor today, Mark. So, oh my God, it is still raining. Um, yeah. uh, we, we'd had ten mil. I can imagine that we've had about twenty mil. Yeah, it's just it's well they've had heavy monsoons, so you can imagine the they've created flash floods and landslides all the way across northern India, killing dozens of people. And the scientists have blamed uh, a combination of climate change and the change in El Nino uh, with the weather pattern and the winds changing that's that's caused this. So we've got a heavy, strong. Um, sort of hot front coming up haven't we from Europe now that they're having ridiculous temperatures coming through Europe they've been at 48 degrees in Spain I think just recently and it's getting hot, hotter so uh, I've just had a slope of wine there because I was talking about getting hot you see I needed to cool down <laughs> uh, and, and that takes me nicely on to uh, the, the scientists that have identified a new geological site that they say reflects a proposed new e epoch Called the Anthropocene. Now, um, is this in? Is this in? Is this in? Um, oh, where I listen. So I listened to a podcast this this morning, and a new discovery had been found. It, they, they were talking about hidden history, and they were talking about how long our species had actually been around. Yeah, well, they've discovered this site. It was, it, it's basically, it reflects how profoundly human activity has altered the world, you know. Yeah. Uh, the site is called Crawford Lake in Ontario, Canada. Now, uh, that was up against three or four other sites. One was a, a, a lake in a, a, a dead volcano in Japan, and one was somewhere else. But this one is, is apparently the best out of all three, and this has won, won it. We're currently living in the um, Megalayan age which is the part of the holocene epoch that we're in now when that yeah. began and this, this sounds weird doesn't it but this began at the end of the last ice age only eleven thousand seven hundred years ago now when you think about it that's not long is it in the history of this planet eleven thousand seven hundred years isn't that long ago i mean it's a long time for us but as a human species but it's not that long is it eleven thousand seven hundred since the end of the last ice age no, well, if you think about dinosaurs ruled the planet for 65 million years. Yeah, it's nothing, is it? No, it's a speck, isn't it? It's a, and it's the, a fly. This lake, this lake isn't huge. Um, it's only a smallish lake, but it's got a very, it, it's quite deep. It's about 79 to 80 foot deep. And the sediment at the bottom, what happens is because the water doesn't move, everything sinks to the bottom and the and this the water at the bottom doesn't mingle with the water at the top so everything's been allowed to settle perfectly in this lake <clears throat> and it's built up multiple layers and they, they can they can look at these layers and the sediment and it's divided into annual layers and they sample this geographical marker and it, it's basically you can see it for human activity how we've impacted 
certain levels throughout time uh, in these layers of rock. They actually found plutonium, which is an indicator of wow. you know, wow. how, how we've become a dominant force on this planet. So they've actually found that in one of the layers and, and they can see all this coming in. So it's like, whoa. So we're in this Anthropocene era now, this epoch called Anthropocene. So we're moving out of the Megalayan and into that. So there you go. I thought you'd be interested in that one. I just yeah, that's uh, and <laughs> I haven't finished listening to this podcast yet. But they were on about this this latest uh, um, archaeological site that had been found, and it was a bridge. Now, what did he say? Because I want to get this right. It was a bridge between the missing links of the. Um, species of thousands and thousands of years ago, human species. So, from current day, from current day humans to past humans, this archaeological site provo- provided scientific scientific proof of how long we've been around in existence. Well, yeah. how- it's fascinating. We're a mere speck on this this planet, and. And as I've said before, once we disappear, the planet, it, we will not, What when scientists say, oh, it, it's global warming and we're going we're to destroy the planet. No, 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 no. We will not de- destroy the planet in one way at all. In any shape or form, we will not destroy this planet. What will happen is we will destroy the human race. The human race will become extinct. Good. The planet will continue to survive. Yeah. You can see that if you even, you just you just need to look at Chernobyl. I mean, the, the biggest radioactive explosion that happened uh, there, nothing could survive. The human race uh, disappeared from there. Everybody, we can't go near it. And yet trees and plants and everything are growing back now. They're growing through buildings and one thing or another. The planet will survive and it will continue to survive, whether it yeah. goes into another ice age, another heat wave, whatever it does, it will survive. Regardless of what we do, we're a, we're like one of those little mosquitoes that land and you swat it. That's all we are to the planet. We're, we're an irritation. We are an irritation. And and, and, and and did I read a report or listen to another podcast this week that um, scientists believe that the planet is a human is a human is an actual organism. Well, it will be, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the planet is made up. It was quite interesting. I saw a picture the other day, which is quite a rare picture because they don't normally show it. Uh, it was a photograph of the planet, but from the side viewing the Pacific. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen it, but literally all you see is a blue ball with a little bit of land on either side. The Pacific op- occupies the whole of the globe as you look at it. And it's, it's very rare that you see, you normally see it with America and you see the Atlantic Ocean side. You very rarely see it from the Pacific Ocean side. And this photograph was absolutely amazing. It just shows how much water we've got on this planet. And it is a living organism. The planet is breathing. It is existing. It is doing all sorts. And as I say, we are a mere irritation to it. Uh, and that's all we ever will be. We'll be a yeah. mere irritation. It'll get, we'll get rid of ourselves because we're that stupid. You can see that now. <laughs> Man hasn't decided that we cannot exist without fighting against each other, about bickering about bits of land, about bickering about stupid religious things. War has been caused, and man has killed himself throughout time because of sex, religion, 
and land boundaries and politics. Why? Mark, Why Mark, of it all? we're that stupid. We don't even know what sex we are. <laughs> well, I know. Exactly. Anyway, on that note... On that note, it's been jolly nice. I've got to uh, finish my bottle of wine, which has been very pleasant indeed. I'm going to give it five stars, this, this rating for this wine, even though people have only given it two and a half and three, because... To be honest, if that's the worst one, I can't wait till I get to the best bottle. Well, and uh, no doubt you're going to have another one, so enjoy that. And um, we will see each other next Friday. We will, definitely. And it's goodbye from you, Mark. And it's goodbye from him. And a very goodbye to all our listeners. Goodbye, Mark. Take care. Bye. <laughs>